Greetings. I want to thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast. I hope that you get as much enjoyment of listening as I get reading, writing, researching, and also recording it. This is an active ministry. This is an act of ministry. It is my gift, is my sacrifice, my duty, my responsibility to deliver the word of God. And we are now in an age and a culture that we can do this untraditionally. That we can go on a radio podcast and record the word of God and send it out to to hundreds, if not thousands of people who listen to podcasts. This podcast, not only is it being recorded for this app, it is also being being uh, when it's when it's completed, it's also being shared with Apple, um, other various uh, podcasts, apps or or um various podcast apps on your phone or on your computer or where you get apps. So this, this is not just one area of listening. If you have another app and somebody refers this to you or shares this with you, which I encourage you to do, you can get it on other apps on different, I guess you would say systems, uh, I have the Android system. Some may have the um, the um, our iPhone system. So there are different systems. Some may have a, a, a different system than, than Android or iPhone. But wherever apps are available, you can find this podcast. Where does evil come from? I mean, when you look on your news, when you look on uh, whatever news you look at, television news, radio news, Internet news, you know, you all you see is hate nowadays. That's all you see. All you see are are people uh, being uh, mistreated. Uh, you see people who are being um, uh, beaten, having their heads slammed into the ground, being choked, being punched. Um, I saw an incident on Facebook where a police officer in New York City took the ID of an individual he was questioning and then all of a sudden arrested the man. Did not give the man a reason for why he was arresting him. Did not give him a reason for why he was keeping his ID. But but we live in such a time as this where there is hate in the very heart of man. And it seems that that those who are being targeted, they are getting tired. You 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 see the the policemen. Uh, yes, they they have power, they have authority. But those who are without power, who are without authority, those who are feeling that that the authority of the elected officials is not being there for them, is not protecting them, they are eventually going to take arms for themselves. And I'm not trying to 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 incite anything but wisdom. People get tired of being mistreated. People get tired of, of being treated in, in, in such a way that they feel they're being disrespected and they will begin to fight back. But I don't want to talk about the, the mistreatment 
of people. I want to talk about the goodness of the Lord and the power of Christ that is in every individual. Now, some push him away, some deny him, some some say he doesn't exist. You know, I mean, you, you have differences of opinion in every person. But I want to talk to the believer who's on the fence, the believer who's struggling, the non-believer who's made up their mind, the, 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 the fool who says there is no God. Where does this hate come from? Where does this hate come from? There has to be a source upon which this hate is birthed, rather conceived, grown, and birthed. There has to be a source. And if you've said Satan or the devil, you are absolutely correct. Satan or the devil, whichever you choose to, to refer him as, is the source for all hate and evil that exists in the world. It began back in the Garden of Eden. You know, the story of Adam and Eve, when God told man that he was not permitted to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and if he did, that he would surely die. You see, Satan was present a fallen angel who was present when God told man of his limitations. He was there to, to witness man's limitations. He saw man being free to eat of every tree in the garden without limit. But then he saw God tell man that this tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he cannot eat from. So man now has a limit. He does not have free range. He has a limit and Satan was there to witness that. He was there to see that. He was there to, to, to see man has a limitation, but he was also there to see that man has the authority over all living things. He was there to see that. So when, when God created the woman, God never told the woman of her limitations. God left that up to the man so that the man would tell his wife her limitations based on what was told to him. So Satan tells the woman in the presence of man that she would not surely die. That statement would not surely die, ultimately gave the woman the permission to eat of the fruit. But man was still under the command to not eat the fruit. So when the woman ate, she gave to her husband, who was for the first time ever confused. God made it clear that he was not to eat of that tree. For if he did, he would surely die. So when Satan heard this and used the words of God against man for the first time in man's 
existence, he was confused. He was unsure of what to do. Which is why when the woman ate of the fruit, she gave to her husband and he freely ate himself. It was at that point when the man ate of the fruit, sin entered the world. James 1 and 15 says, then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth, brings forth death. So we could very easily say that in the very sight of Eve giving, giving, I guess, acceptance of the fruit. Sin was bursting forth from its seams, busting out of the womb that it that 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 carried the penalty for disobeying God. So when the man ate, the birth canal of sin produced death. Let's start with our first statement. Our past can either build us, but it can also destroy us. Every living person, alive or dead, has and has or have had, excuse me, and has a past. Put, put it simple like this. A person who goes in and shoots up a Waffle House, a church, a synagogue, or even use their motor vehicle as a weapon of mass destruction to run over a crowd of people has done such despicable acts of violence because of hate in their past. So you'd be surprised what's in a person's past that make them become the monsters that they are in their present right now. So that person that went into that Waffle House, he had a past that made him go in and shoot up that Waffle House. The person that went into the church and shot the church up, he had a past that that entertained his presence so he can go do 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 that that act of terror that person who went into the synagogue and killed multiple people he had a past and that past caused him to 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 go and kill people in the present that person who used their vehicle to run over a crowd of people injuring injuring hundreds, killing one. That person had a past that brought forth sin in their life that when it became fully grown, it brought forth death. And sadly, these events have been met with the approval and not the condemnation of a man living on Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C., and not just him, those who are in the business of power, having all turned a blind eye to those who have depended on these individuals for for enforcement of laws that are meant to protect this people.
And that is sad. That is the absolute truth. That is sad. That people who, who are hurting, who are in need of protection, they cannot find it. Because things are being done in the name of, of, of sin. And that hurts. That hurts. Because if you cannot find the protection and the leadership of our elected officials, I, I know, I know. We still have to live in this world and the Bible reminds us that we have to obey the law of the land. And just as the Israelites demanded a king and received one, not the king that they thought they were going to get, but the king that God gave them. So too do the people of this country. They cry out for leadership. And now that they have the leadership that they want. A lot more people are hurting. Did you hear me? A lot more people are hurting. Than they are benefiting. This leads me to my second statement. The enemy thrives on reminding you of your failures. They can be the failures of your job. They can be the fail failures of your relationship. They can be the failures of, 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 of your past. Those things that, that come to, to, to your memory of what you could have done, what you could have been, but look at you now, where are you now? See, the enemy loves to do those things. And the reason why he loves to do those things is because when God told Adam to not eat the fruit, fast forward to the woman. This is why he was able to entrap Adam into eating the fruit. Because as I've said before, for the first time in, in, in man's existence, he was never confused. He was always clear about what God had to say. But this time, this time he was confused. So what, what, what the, what, what Satan or the devil likes to do, he likes to take you back to your past. Let me, let me ask you this. Have you ever been asked via phone call conversation with a friend, uh, uh, um, a coworker, you know, um, your boss, do you remember? That simple statement right there takes you back to your past and dependent on what they ask you takes you back to a place of good or to a place of not so good. We get those phone calls all the time from friends who have not ever left the past, but find it hard to deal with their place in the present. They'll call you. They say, hey, man, do you remember that time? Well, see, they're taking you back to a time that was good for them because they have never been able to leave that time. But that time may, been, may have been a time that was not so good for you that you have gone on from. But that question, do you remember? 
a time? Or do you remember that time? That's nothing right there but the devil himself taking you back to a place again that may not have been the best time in your life. And you have done everything you could. You worked so hard to get to the place where you are now that when you receive a phone call like that, all it does, it destroys everything you worked so hard for. It takes you back to something that you tried to get away from. That is how Satan gets to you. He shows you the events of your past and again, the failures of your past. But this time he's doing it in the present. He's showing you the success of others. People who who may be doing better than you. You may be down and out on your luck and he's showing you someone who's doing way, way, way better than you. And telling you at the same time, you'll never be that person. Stay right where you are. You are a failure. What happens is when, 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 when that comes upon you, the failures are of your past, they, so, they, 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 they completely deplete you of life. That you feel like you cannot move into your future. So what happens is you're stuck in the present. You feel like you feel like you're worthless. This is the conception of birth. This is the conception and the birth of sin. And it happens just like that. So smoothly, so easily. We get a phone call from our friend. We think that. That is a friend who wants to talk about how life is now. There are some friends who have never left the past. They all, all they've done is grown up in body, not spirit or mind. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Well, that leads me to my third statement and my closing statement as well. First Peter five and eight tells us, be sober minded, be watchful for your adversary. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Again, and I can't stress this enough, but this is important. The enemy deals with us on a past time basis, not part time, past time, meaning, as I've said before, he is constantly reminding you of your sin in the areas of your life. You have failed in your past. How do you feed, how how do you defeat Satan at his own game? You remind him that you have a future. You have a future. He doesn't and he never will. What he has is the present and the past. He can no longer go forward with you. So as you go forward in your present, he travels with you. That is not his future. That's just his present. 
your future in Christ is being with Christ when he comes. That's your future. Your future is to be with Christ when he comes. But for right now, Satan is in your presence or in your present, reminding you of your past. God wants you to know that the same statement he made to the prophet Jeremiah, he made to you also that comes from Jeremiah, the first chapter, the fifth verse, where it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. God knows exactly who you are. He knows exactly where you are, and he knows what exactly what he wants to do with you. God desires to have a relationship with you through his son, Jesus Christ. That's what he wants. That is his desire. And Jeremiah reminds us of that, that he knows you before he formed you. You was with him. God desires to have a relationship with you. Now, I don't know your past and you don't know mine. But one thing we have in common is that we have a past, some better than others. I can I can very much vouch for that. Some some are, are, are better than others because there are some that's been better than mine. And I can tell you that I am old enough to understand some things. And one of those things that I'm old enough to understand is that before my parents died, they got out of here without getting me the Star Wars uh, Millennium Falcon uh, action figure set there. Uh, if you're, if you're familiar with the movie star Wars, Han Solo drove in the millennium Falcon. And for Christmas after Christmas, I wanted this toy. And for Christmas after Christmas, I never got this toy. So my parents got away with, with one. So that's just a small part of my past, but, but getting back to, to the word, where was I? Okay. God reminds us that in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Why? Because John three sixteen says for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that he, that the world might be saved through him. So that's the type of relationship God wants with you. He wants a relationship with you. Uh, 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 he wants a relationship with you so that you will have a better understanding of what love is, of what it means to be loved. Love is sacrifice. And he sent his son into the world to sacrifice his life for you. And I'm talking to you, non-believer. I'm talking to you, believer who's struggling. I'm talking to you, believer who's on the fence. I'm talking to you, fool, who says there is no God. He wants a relationship with you. That is how much he loves you. He loves you so much that even in your unbelief, Christ still died for you. That even in your wavering, Christ still died for you. That even in your foolishness, Christ still died for you.
I encourage you not to be weak minded that you become overtaken by the influences of the culture because there are a lot of influences out there. They're on television. They're on the Internet. They're on YouTube. There are so many different ways of influence out, influence out here. And it seems that God is becoming less and less. But in our present day and age, God needs to be more and more. I pray that you would seek the life changing peace that only Christ can can provide. If you have not given Christ a chance. Brother or sister, I encourage you to do so. But I also encourage you to find a church that preaches and teaches the life freeing truth of God. That is all I've got for today. I'm going to be working on the next message for Wednesday. I'm quite sure there there will be enough going on in the world that I can I will have something to say even then. But I will say this before before I sign off. Again, this podcast is a ministry. I am new at this. I'm just getting the understanding of how it works. And now I'm beginning to see um, um, the benefits of it working, going to other, um, um, I, I guess you, I guess you would say other, uh, areas of, around the internet. So as you listen to this, share this with a friend, share that, sh- share it with a friend and tell them to share it with their friends, because God said that his word would not come back void. And I know this is not going to come back to him void. I just want to thank you. I'm Vernon Sheridan. This is the Traveling Pulpit. And I'll be recording real soon. Bye.